coaches. There is a way to increase your impact without becoming a slave to your business. This is Purpose to Profit, where we talk to top industry experts, coaches, and clients about their strategies that will help you do less and make more. And now, here's your hosts. Hey, I'm Adam Marquardt. And Sandra Garcia here. And we are here with Christine Gale, and I'm so excited because she is a motivational speaker, author, story and branding coach, and helps you to become a best-selling author as a publishing coach. So, hey, Christine, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Sandra and Adam. I'm very excited to be here. Thrilled to that you invited me onto your podcast. Absolutely. Okay, so my biggest question is, how did you become a story and branding coach and, and a best-selling author publishing coach for people? How did you kind of get into that? Well, it, it all started uh, about two years ago. I started writing my book, and I was failing miserably at writing my book. I was basically... <laughs> writing sections of my own story, and it really wasn't going anywhere. And there was really this major crossroads in my life uh, not too long ago. We had just moved to California, and I had a one-year-old at the time and a three-year-old. And a friend of mine called me up and said, hey, Oprah Super Soul Series is taping in LA. The tickets are flying off. You've got to tell me right now. Do you want to go? And I said, well, heck yeah, absolutely. And so I don't know, it was a month later and I'm in the car, I'm driving with someone, hardly even know, I just met this girl and we went to the Oprah Super Soul series taping. And as we're waiting in line, and I'd already gone there knowing there was answers for me there and I'm in line and she happened to recognize someone who knew somebody who ended up becoming my publishing coach. So I meet my publishing coach standing in line to go into Oprah. So that was a huge answer for me. And we go into Oprah, and obviously it's amazing. And just listening to these incredible speakers and just being in the presence and the energy of these people for a full, I mean, a full day, nine to five. And one of the very last speakers, it was, he was right after, I think it was right after Gabby Bernstein. She was talking about letting go and surrendering. And Gary Zukoff was there with Seed of the Soul, one of my number one mentors from 15 years ago that really opened my life to a different way of thought about who we are and what we're here for. And the last speaker was Tony Robbins. And my experience of Tony Robbins has always been that, he, I mean, personally for me, I thought, oh, he's too hypey. So my cell phone battery was going dead. And I thought, I'm just going to go out and charge my cell phone battery. So I go and I charge my cell phone battery out in the hallway. And I'm just getting back to people on my text messages, emails, and he's doing his hypey thing. And then all of a sudden, I really start to listen to him speak. And something just pulled me to go back in. So I get pulled to go back in. I sit down in the chair and he started to walk us through this beautiful visualization. And this is when I really started understanding the impact of visualization, how powerful that can be for just recreating new neural pathways in your brain, how to you know, visualize everything that you want in your life. And towards the end of the visualization, he asked us, now I know you came here to ask yourself this question. I, I need you to ask yourself what that question is. And for me, and really throughout my entire life has always been the question, what was I sent here to do? And I, I ended up graduating from Rutgers, got an honors degree in English. I never used that degree, ended up in sales and business all my life. That's where I got my branding and business and sales experience. And here I was at Oprah asking this question, 
you know, what was I sent here to do? And the answer was quit your job. Just moving to California, I ended up back in corporate, just knowing, just knowing that there was something more for me. And within a few months, somehow I'd manifested leaving corporate and just took off with my coaching business, partnered with my publishing coach. I'm in a program where we've published over 1,200 authors and everything just became in perfect alignment for me and everything that I'm doing because that's what I went to school for. <laughs> and I never went that route to con continue with the teaching. And instead, that still quiet voice that answers you when you ask the question, that still quiet voice back then told me, you're not teaching. You're meant to reach the world in a deeper way. It's okay that you don't know what that, mean that means yet, but go out and make money. So I did that. And so being there at Oprah, meeting my publishing coach and diving into coaching and really taking that leap of faith, that's where it all started. And everything's just come together since all the mentors, the resources, everything's shown up. It's been very exciting. Wow. That is powerful. What Take us back to that moment where you had that flash of insight that said you need to quit your job. Like, What did you feel? It was really just an inner knowing. And if I had at, really sat and asked myself that question, you know, months prior, the answer would have come. It's like when you sit in that still quiet place and you ask those deeper questions, the answer comes to you. And normally the answer is just a few words long. <laughs> it's so simple. And sometimes it's not the big answer that you're looking for. Sometimes it's the answer of, of just the next step. And so the next step for me was, all right, already, you have all the tools you need. You know you want to coach because I knew at that point that I wanted to bring all of my experience into coaching in some way. And I just had to take the leap of faith. So for me, it was just taking that leap of faith and knowing that I have all the tools that I need. And if I don't have them, then the resources, the mentors, the coaches will show up to put me at the level that I need to support people in my coaching. When you were first getting started as a coach, were you focused on like, what kind of coaching were you doing? I partnered with my publishing coach right away. I mean, for me, that was a complete alignment for me because I, I've always had that teacher in me and I love story. I love bringing stories out of people and just knowing that I could go through the process and also coach people through the process was so appealing to me. And I started bringing on breakthrough clients too, people who just really needed life coaching. And with all the tools that I've used in my own personal development, I would bring them on as what I call that back then a breakthrough client. But now most of the coaching I do is with people who want to publish their book. Or I also coach like maybe a CEO or a leader of a company. And, you know, they're just wanting to up-level a part of their business, or they want to really look at all levels of their life and show up stronger in all areas of their life so that then shows up in their business. But the publishing coaching has been the biggest thing for me. And that, that's where I started. And that tends to be most of what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. So do you remember, so I know that like some of our listeners are coaches and some of our listeners are lurking on that, uh, <laughs> that border of like, I want to be a coach, but maybe I don't feel qualified. Maybe I don't feel like I have everything that it takes yet. Was there a certain like element of just getting out there and doing it? And then was there a certain validation that you might've felt after you got say your first client? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it goes back to the source of all of our fear. And that's just feeling that maybe you're not good enough and knowledgeable enough or worthy enough. 
And you have to go back to those pieces of your life where those emotions, those feelings first originated. You have to go back and heal that part of your life because to show up strong as a coach and able to support everyone else when they hit those blocks, because they all do, (laughs) you have to first go back and find out, okay, what was it in my life that is making me show up in my disempowerment stage? How can I really show up unleashed, fully unleashed into my purpose to love and serve others and do it in a way that I'm honoring my whole story and I'm showing up and honoring my client's process. You have to go back first and really believe it. You have to believe that you're a coach. You have to believe that you're worthy enough, that you're knowledgeable enough, because even if you know just a little bit more than the next person, then you can coach them. And as long as you continue to pour into your own personal development, your own spiritual development, your own business development, you're going to be steps ahead of whoever you're bringing in to your program. That's really valuable. How do you invest in yourself as far as your business, but also your personal development and your spiritual development? Like what are some of the things that you do on a regular basis? Or Really, my personal development began, the real deep dive began over 12 years ago. and. I just had to go back and unveil and unlayer the parts of myself that were in these disempowering stages. And that showed up as in so many different ways. I learned EFT, emotional freedom technique, neuroemotional technique. Recently, I dove into timeline therapy. And every time that you can let go of any baggage that is not serving you emotionally and instead take the lesson out of that, then you're going to show up stronger. So For me, it's a combination of so many different tools, but the action for me really started with hiring my publishing coach. And then I hired a business coach. So I've got two coaches and that's where I really started to have to show up with the accountability and take the inspired action to be a coach because otherwise I was just floundering in personal development world. And constantly like unlayering and wondering if I'm good enough and going out there and not really believing it. And that's kind of how I started. Like, hey, well, how can I help people publish a book? Yeah, we, I've got this amazing program, but how am I to go out and help other people write and publish their book? And it was in those first few clients that you get, and you just start to build the, that confidence. But with all the tools that I brought in from the coaching that I invested in, I was able to pour that into my clients. And so that's really been very valuable for me. Mm. Yes, every coach needs a coach who practice what we preach. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone needs accountability, especially if you're a coach, because yes. you're, you're working for yourself. It's easy to just, you know, not push yourself. So a coach will always hold you accountable and stretch you. And a great coach is going to really help you with whatever blocks are coming up. Absolutely. What would you say your superpower as a coach is? I'm highly intuitive and I just allow myself to be an instrument for what they need. So I I do a lot of probing. I ask a lot of questions and then I'm just filtering that through my intuition system. And sometimes what comes out, I couldn't even tell you what I said, but it's amazing to see them have those aha moments and for them to begin to unravel the gifts of who they are and the potential of who they are. And to also see different parts of their story that they may not have otherwise felt would be impactful, go back and revisit those stories and take the lessons from it and be able to weave that into 
their personal development book or business book or health and wellness book. Some people feel they're just going to go out and write a book and it's going to be a book about business or a book about health and wellness. But to weave your own personal story in to the lessons is so valuable for your readers. And some people won't weave in some of the more painful parts of their life. So to work with a coach that's going to say to to you, hey, you know, how can we weave this in? And if we need to heal this part of your life, let's do that. Let's take those lessons and find out how can this pain point be one of your most valuable parts of your message. Some people don't realize that in what they've gone through, that's what they're here for, you know, to help pull other people through that trauma and that pain. And you can weave that into so many different ways in a book. That's right. Your mess is your message, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I believe. Yeah, I think we, they said that at the last event we were at together, Adam. So do you feel that, you know, and this might be um, important for everybody that's listening, do you feel that everybody has a story in them? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're living our stories every day. I mean, we are a story. We are a book in the making. So it's just a matter of, number one, realizing that you're in the middle of your own movie. (laughs) You're in the middle of your book. You're in the middle of your own movie, however you want to put it. And when you can begin to move into different levels of your story and see your story in a different way, that's when you have a book. That's when you have the movie or the book. Because you can't stay in these disempowering stages. And I I talk about this in my book that's coming out, Unleash Your Rising, about these different stages of story, your disempowerment story, and your your rising and your unleashing, your overcoming story. But to really be in that space where you can weave your story in, in a reverent way, and you can speak your message without getting emotionally charged, you can write about your story and feel confident in it, that's golden. And everyone is living out their own story every day. But once you can realize that you just have to live your story in the moment and take all the lessons and all the beauty that comes into that every day, every day of your life, and then look back and and find all of those golden nuggets, that's powerful. Everybody has a book in them. And one of my big phrases is, this is a world transformation, and it begins with your story. Your story is so powerful. And some people believe that they're living this mediocre life and there's really nothing to talk about, but there's, or they believe, hey, there's no way I could tell my story. There's too much pain there. There's too much trauma. Or they just forget that they've, what they've done in their life. So working with a coach, you can help remember those parts of yourself and use your book as a means to, to reach people and to transform people. That's powerful. So how do you, in your book, Unleash Your Rising, were you, like, do you share part of your story where you might be vulnerable? Because what you said was about, what I thought was interesting was that you said about being vulnerable, but yet confident in that. And I think that when you are vulnerable, you're relatable, but I feel like sometimes people are hesitant to be vulnerable because they're afraid it will make them seem weak. And so how do you balance that, telling that story from a vulnerable perspective, but yet being confident in what you are sharing? Absolutely. That's a great question, Adam. For me, I mean, I share my story within my book. And the key in sharing your story is not to just go on a tangent. You have to realize that you're telling your story for your readers. So you're doing that within a lesson or there's a lesson within that story. So for example, it wasn't too long ago, it was just a few years ago that I realized, and I'll be vulnerable here, that my mother leaving when I was four years old, since I didn't have a memory of it, I thought 
that I wasn't affected by it because I don't remember her not being there. I just remember my stepmom and my dad raising me. But realizing that that was a big part of the source of the unworthiness that came up in my life time and time again, where I was fearful to step into something bigger, like coaching people. And I, I would just keep landing back in corporate or building a what became a $3 million business in a medical services industry that was not fully aligned with my soul, what parts of myself was remaining small? What parts of myself was playing small and still in those disempowerment stages? So including those parts of your story into your book is powerful, but a lot of healing may happen (laughs) as you're writing this story. You will be called to heal those parts of yourself even more fully. Wow. And and also I can imagine for the readers, it'll help bring awareness for themselves and their own stories, whether or not they went through something, like you said, you wouldn't have guessed that that was something that had influence or impacted your life, but it did in a big way. But until you started writing, that's when it all unraveled. Absolutely. So you've got, you've got to be willing to put your seatbelt on and be ready for the ride of writing and plugging <laughs> in those parts of your story and knowing that being able to tell those parts of your story is going to make you more impactful as a coach because otherwise you're hiding that part of yourself. And that's a part of your story. Yes. That's what makes the hero is the fall, right? That was my, one of my falls in my life. I overcame it. I love my mother. We have a great relationship now. But you've got to share that part of yourself. You have to share those more vulnerable parts of yourself because your clients will only share what you're willing to share. They'll only go as deep as, as you are willing to go deep. So you want a deep relationship with your clients. And if you're just surfaced with them and they're not sharing with you where they're struggling and you can't say to them, hey, I was there, let's get through this together, you're you're not going to show up as strong for your clients or for your readers or listeners of your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, people, what is that phrase? People can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves and That is incredible. Your healing is their healing and you stepping up gives them permission to step up. Also gives them that courage. They borrow your courage, your faith. That's incredibly, incredibly powerful. One of, it's funny, as I'm hearing you speak, one of my favorite questions to ask my clients is, if your life was a book, what chapter are you on and what is it called? And that question tends to unravel a lot. And it, it seems like it's, it's playful, but it has you just stop for a moment and evaluate your life and have you just position yourself, this is where I am and this is what I want this chapter to be about. Or it's whether it's in the beginning or the end of the chapter, or if we're in a completely different book. But I think that that is incredibly powerful. I'm curious, since you're dealing with stories on a regular basis, and you actually have to draw that out from your clients, which can, I'm sure, sometimes be incredibly difficult. What does every story, like what are the key ingredients to every good story? What is needed? Honesty comes to mind. <laughs> really sharing your journey and, and connecting with people through the story so that they are in the story with you. And it depends on what kind of book you're writing, too. Um, you know, you may not go that deep on certain parts of your story. It just depends. So, I mean, I've worked with someone who didn't feel, had the same experience with a parent and they were writing a personal development book and it never occurred to them to put that in their book. (laughs) So, I mean, for them, it's absolutely necessary to put that in your book. 
it's a personal development book, but let's say you're writing a business book, you're not going to go as deep with the personal story. Um, you may not. It just depends. Yeah. And how do you break past those um, fear blocks? Let's say there's a lot of vulnerability in, in sharing a story that you may have not shared with anyone, let alone a whole audience, right? So how do you break through that when you encounter that fear? Or, I mean, it can look even in the way of like creativity blocks, right? Where you're like, I don't even know where to go from here. Like, how do you get past that? Well, when I first work with my clients, we build the bigger vision. We go into visualization. We're really mapping out the whole process and the bigger vision beyond the book so that they can connect to that vision at any point. Sometimes when people are showing up with a block and they didn't write this week and whatever else happened, there's typically something else going on in their life. And it could originate in childhood or it originated with a fight that they had with their spouse and they just, they showing up energetically and they're, they're blocked. So we just discussed, you know, where is this coming from? What's holding you back? And oftentimes they're just forgetting the big picture. They're just feeling again, you know, that, that, you know, there's a block, something's not right. Maybe a structure outline they created, they're really not feeling. So we will go back in and, and discover what feels good for them. Or sometimes it could be that, you know, just something else is going on in their life. And we've got to figure out, okay, where's the block? And how do we work through this? What's holding you back? And uh, realign them to the vision. And sometimes I've had to, you know, get tough with some clients and say, why are you writing this book? Tell me again why you're writing this book. What impact do you want to make? Why were you even called to this in the first place? Because sometimes when you're in it and you're writing a book and you're coaching and me, I juggle a family too. Sometimes you can forget the big picture of why you're doing it. You have to always remember the why and then look at your structure and say, is this working for me? Because I, you know, we outline the book first. We create a structure and considering what they want to do with the book, who their target audience is, we map everything out. But something could change and they have to honor that. And but I always encourage them, if there's a block, still you sit down and you write. And you write and you write and you write until it comes. And sometimes you'll write a whole paragraph and it'll be it won't be so great, but then it just starts to flow. And you get into the flow and then it'll just flow onto the page. So sometimes you just have to sit and honor the process. And one of the main problems that I deal with with some of my clients is that they just won't sit and start the process. So it's once I get them started and they start to do it, then they grow this confidence and then they can really just surrender to the process. This is you like going to, to the gym. You, ha- you just have to do it. You just have to show up. Like you have to go to the gym, right? You have to yes. show up in your gym clothes and actually walk through the doors. And, yeah. you know, hey, I've, I think everybody on the planet has done this where they, they drive up to the gym and they sit in the parking lot and they're on their phone and then they're like, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat lunch. You know, writers Christine, do that all the time. They your intuition it. is on point. You're watching me. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I drive to the gym. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I never feel bad about working out. I've never walked away from the gym or run saying, gosh, I really shouldn't have done that. But just getting myself to the point as you were talking about that process, I started immediately thinking, I'm like, this sounds really familiar and it can be applied to just about anything, but it's just about doing it and having the practice and breaking past those those blocks. And if we wait to be inspired to do something, we may be waiting for a very long time. 
And so just doing it, you may find something, that inspiration will come to you eventually. I wanted to touch on something that you said earlier, because I thought it was really powerful, just keeping the bigger picture in perspective. What is your why? Like, why do you do what you do? Wow. I feel that there is so much power in our stories. And when you work through the junk in your life and you're willing to step into something greater and you raise your hand and you say, hey, I'm going to write a book and I want to coach people. I feel whatever is out there, there's something out there. I don't know what you know, spiritual basis you are, but they're paying attention and you will begin to receive whatever you need, whether it be more healing in your life, tools, resources, whatever to show up so that you can be a stronger, higher calibrated instrument for that message. I truly feel that this world is transforming and we're being called to be leaders. We're being called to raise our hands and say, I want to help lead this. I want to help lead this transformation. Because at the end of the day, it all goes to rising into higher purpose, rising into these reverent parts of ourselves where we can look back on our story and rather than feel the pain and the regret, You're looking back with gratitude. You're wrapping it all in this beautiful light of love and gratitude and a reverence and an honoring for your journey and honoring for everyone's journey. And rather than showing up angry for whoever political leader is in place or whatever else is going on in the world, you're able to show up in the higher calibrated levels of love. And so when you show up and you say, hey, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to be a coach, you're you're accepting responsibility to raise the calibration of the world. So that's all about, you know, my book, Unleash Your Rising. It's about rising into purpose, raising into these higher calibrations so that we can become that ripple effect and become a part of this transformation for the entire world. That's awesome. I love that. As you were talking, I just started thinking about, so some of our listeners may have thought about writing a book or they may have even ventured to set out and start writing part of it. Do you ever like come into contact with people who maybe they start and they feel like, well, my story's already been told or or there's nothing unique about my story or it's not valuable or like I can't write anything that hasn't been written before. Have you ever come in contact with that? And then what, like, how do you help somebody move past that? Wow, that's a great question. And I have come across that. So I help people realize that I truly believe that when you show up as a coach, you're going to energetically attract the people that you're meant to work with. And that may not be everyone. And if you show up and you say, I'm going to write a book, you know, that book is going to get into the hands of the people that it's meant to reach. So this person over here may be writing a leadership book. And this person over here may be writing the same book, similar message but they're not you. Like we're all created very differently with our own gifts, our own strengths and our own reach in terms of, you know, who we're meant to reach. And when you show up and you say, Hey, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to be a coach. You begin to attract the people who are meant to work with you. I truly believe that. So when people can get out of their heads and really believe that they are here and this is their purpose to reach people, and that they are going to attract the people they're meant to attract. And these people over here who are doing the same thing. They may be read, writing the exact book. You, you don't know what they're doing. They're going to attract the people they're meant to attract. So if we all stand up as leaders and as coaches and as authors to put our message out into the world, we're going to attract who we're meant to attract. So they just have to get out of their heads of, of thinking that 
that they don't have a story to tell or that they, or that, Hey, that person over here, they already wrote that book. They didn't write your book. <laughs> so <laughs> what's holding you back from writing your book? Yeah, exactly. And they, I, and they I, don't have your exact story. We may have all gone through the same emotions, but it's not the same story. We all have different stories to share and a different ways to share them. We all have our own journey of what's helped us get to where we are. And I feel that if you've gotten beyond that, it's our responsibility to, to share that. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I agree that, you know, I think we all have this sometimes, I don't know if it's like a, sometimes we're, we're all like afraid of like competition, or at least we're conditioned to be that way. But, you know, one, something that I often tell people is like, there's such an abundance of clients, or in, in this case, readers, you know, that you couldn't possibly get to every single one of them, right. And also, um, the other thing is, like, you touched on the way that you do things is going to be different, the way you communicate, the way you show up, the way that you, you know, whatever it is, is going to be different than how somebody else does. And so that has actually been a challenge for me is to separate because I'm a very competitive person <laughs> by nature, but knowing that there is no competition, it's all just collaboration. Like you said, stepping up as leaders and really out there to help and impact and focus on that. And when you're in that mindset, you know, there is an abundance and there is the people who you're going to attract are going to be the right people for you. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, it makes me think about ice cream, Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors. Is that how many flavors? Is <laughs> <laughs> that everybody, yeah. everybody wants something different and it's your delivery, your words, um, your vessel, like your voice that is exactly what they need. And it could be the exact same message coming from someone else, but the energy and the delivery is going to be different. It could be the exact same words, but it's the energy that they're drawn to. So it's so important for us to speak up and live our truth, write our truth, sing our truth, and that that's going to attract the people that we need to surround ourselves with ultimately. Maya Angelou says, you know, the legacy you leave is the lives you've touched. So how are we going to use this book to reach as many people as we can? So beyond the book, that could be a program, that could be speaking, consulting, more coaching. So I help them create the bigger vision and what is going on beyond the book. And together we strategize the branding and the business behind the book because you can write a great book, but if no one knows about it, then it's just going to sit there. So we want to work together to create success for the book and success for the message and their brand from A to Z. Awesome. Well, I think that's incredible. And I know that I'm grateful for kind of the insight that you came on and shared with us today. If people are interested in, you know, learning more or getting to know you better or finding out more about what you're up to, where can they find you? They can find me on my website. It's christinegale.com. Um, they can send me a message there. And if they're looking for speakers for their next event, they can email me at christine at unleashyourrising.com. And I have my Facebook page, Unleash Your Rising with Christine Gale. They can find me on Facebook as well. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you. I know that you've delivered a ton of insight and, and value for everybody that, you know, letting them know that they have a story and letting them, you know, giving them permission basically to, to start telling that story and really stepping up and living in that place because their story can positively impact so many other people. And I think that's important for everybody to kind of recognize and take away is that your story is unique and it helps make you exactly who you are. And so don't be afraid to share that. Absolutely. That. And reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So 
So I will put those links in the show notes. And Christine, we are just so grateful for you being here. I can't wait to hear more about your book when it releases. And I'm sure that we will be in touch and do an update in the future. Yes. Thank you. It's been an honor to be on your show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Christine. Absolute pleasure. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that you could be anywhere doing anything, but I'm incredibly grateful that you decided to spend your time with us. We hope that there were some valuable pieces that you took away from this. If you want to catch more of our episodes, then go right now and subscribe. And remember, wherever you are on your journey, keep going and never quit.